Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. back we are back welcome in on a beautiful wednesday here in chicago recording on november the 17th week 10 oh you know i'm smiling from ear to ear niners got a huge win over the los angeles rams who everybody was claiming the favorites in the nfc but not so fast When Kyle Shanahan has Jimmy Garoppolo, I've been saying all along, he owns Sean McVay. Who's the true genius play caller? Flawless game plan. Executed well by all the players. Oh, that was a fun Monday night game to watch. But as I said, this is the final play. We got a lot to unload on you today. I got the clutch player of the week. Debt-free pick three. I will preview week 11's Good matchups, you know, the matchups we're going to be trying to watch for, playoff implications for many of these teams. Uh, we got top of the class. Uh, I'll give you my weekly power rankings where I got both AFC and NFC squads where they kind of fit in where I think uh, who, who's the best team in, in the league. And, of course, we got to do our rookie watch we do every week, week 10 recap. And I want to get into some basketball just just briefly because it is nba season and oh it's a it's a fun one already i'm loving what i'm seeing from uh a couple teams here and we'll start with the nba and the chicago bulls this road trip they're on west coast road trip started off you know a blowout to the Golden State Warriors, who are the best team in the NBA right now. They got blown out, but the Warriors have been kind of doing that to every team. Then they go to L.A. They play two back, uh, two back-to-back games. I don't think it was back-to-back nights, but uh, back-to-back games against the Clippers and the Lakers. And the Bulls show to be dominant. They are one of the best teams in the East at least record-wise, but phenomenally. I mean, their defense this season has been a big surprise for me, and I'm loving what they're doing on both sides of the ball. You got DeMar DeRozan, who, after going to the Spurs, kind of felt like we lost him a little bit. It wasn't the DeRozan we're used to seeing when he was in Toronto, a couple all-star teams he, he made, and I wasn't too thrilled about that signing, but... I will say he is playing phenomenally. He's the guy to go to in the fourth quarter. And Levine's Levine playing lights out as well. So I, I, I'm liking what this is. The addition of Caruso, who many, you know, you look at him, it doesn't look like he plays basketball, but he he's a great defender as well. You got Lonzo who can D and three. He, he's been increasing his three-point percentage year in and year out. And I, I think we got something here in, in Chicago, which is fun to see having – Really, the Bulls haven't been that fun to watch since the D. Rose years when he was healthy. 
and we made the playoffs and had a chance at the finals if, if Rose doesn't blow out his knee. But, man, you got Levine, Vucevic, DeRozan, you know, Lonzo Ball, Caruso, and, and the bench guys. I mean, this team seems to be pretty solid and, and deep. Kind of like the Golden State Warriors, but we saw what happened head-to-head in that matchup. I, I just I, I want to keep seeing this team play consistent this West Coast road trip. You, you know, you, you beat the Clips by 10 points. Then you go, uh, again, the Lakers, 121-103. Wasn't even close. And I, I kind of figured... That wouldn't be a close game because we, we know the Lakers. They turn the ball over a lot. A lot of that has to do with Russell Westbrook, who I, I did. I tweeted out the other day, can't we all agree that he is the over most overrated player in the last 20 years? And I got a lot of pushback on that, and I, I don't understand why. He hasn't won, really, without Durant. He's has one series win without Kevin Durant. He turns the ball over. He leads the league. I, I saw a stat as well that he can have zero turnovers the rest of this year and he'd still lead uh, the league NBA history in most turnovers. So I don't understand why this guy, you know, he's bounced around team from team. He can't seem to stay on a team. Nobody wins with him. So this was the head scratching signing and trade that I did not agree with with the Lakers when when they got him from Washington. I thought they should have went for Buddy Heald and just a, a better overall talent that would fit this squad. And you, you see Russell Westbrook turning the ball over at a high rate, and it, it doesn't seem like it, it's getting fixed. And LeBron's going to be coming back here Friday. It, it, he, he's expected to come back, make his comeback Friday against the Celtics. But, yeah, Westbrook, I, I just I don't understand why people – love his game so much when it's really a selfish game he needs the ball and these triple doubles that mean nothing I, I just it's frustrating to watch him because I'm a I love the Lakers they're my second team after the Bulls and it's just it's it's just it's a headache watching him play with this team so I feel like they got to figure something out here uh it's just you know at the end of the year, when they don't win with him, they're going to trade him. He's going to be on another squad. Uh, what is this going to be? His like fifth, sixth team in, in the last three years. So I don't understand why the Lakers went out for him. They should have got a little younger, a little more depth, uh, rather than getting this contract. And and now we see what Washington's doing. You know, Washington was one of the worst teams last year in the first half. Then went got hot, and people want to say, "Oh, that was partly Westbrook." But I mean, Bradley Beal was in the you know scoring title conversation and possibly MVP conversation but now you see Westbrook moves on and another team gets better without Westbrook so I again the proof is in the pudding with what Russell Westbrook and these Bulls took advantage of of the high turnovers that's why I knew that match wasn't going to be close because the Lakers have you know one of the best defenses in the league and going from you know, probably the second, third best defense in the league, I'm going to the first best. And number one in the league is the Golden State Warriors. We saw them trounce the Brooklyn Nets last night. And I'm loving what I'm seeing from this Warriors team. It feels like they're back. My prediction was that they're going to be in the NBA Finals, and this is without Klay Thompson. And they're proving 
to be the best team. And I don't understand. I, you know, you go from Russell Westbrook, the most overrated player in the last 20 years, in my opinion. And I feel like yeah, as great as Steph Curry is, he's the most underrated player. Everybody wants to dub Giannis and Kevin Durant and LeBron the best players in the NBA right now. Yes, his, you know, he's smaller point guard and, you know, his defense isn't as good as, you know, maybe the other two guys that I mentioned, but he, they they win with Steph. And last year, you know, it was a rough start, but he, they finished hot. And usually players coming back from a serious injury, it, they got to knock the rust off. And now that he's had a full season last season coming back from the injury, now he's in the second year back from the injury and look at how well they're playing. They're the best defensive team in the league. Draymond, it just it feels like he needs Clay and Steph on the court in order for him to really care and play well. You see how deep the bench is. I mean, they're scoring points everywhere. They're the best. I mean, come on. They got three-point shooters everywhere as well. And Clay Thompson, again, isn't even back yet. And and good news for the Warriors and Clay Thompson. He is officially cleared for full contact five-on-five drills. So that that means he he is very close to coming back and and that christmas timeline is is right on spot and i would love to see him back before then but hey don't rush it your team is first in the league record wise you, you, i mean you haven't shown that any other team could really step up to you and, and your level so i i still i'm holding strong to that they are the best team in the league and will make the finals and and that's that i, I just i love what i'm seeing from steph Again, playing at an MVP level. They're dominating good teams with great players. So I just I feel like the Warriors kind of were forgotten last year and the year before because of the injuries of Clay and Steph not being on the floor. Then last year kind of, you know, had a rough start, as I mentioned, but you're kind of figuring out things. You weren't as deep. You know, Weissman is a rookie trying to figure out, you know, his role on the squad. And now, you you know, Jordan Poole taking that leap. You got Wiggins, who seems to be kind of finally settling in on a team. And he's, he's becoming elite on the defensive side of the ball as well. So when you can trust Wiggins in big spots on the defensive side, uh, things are really well. I mean, he was highly touted coming out of college, uh, you know, in, in that draft. And he kind of he, he kind of seemed like he didn't really care about the game of basketball. But in Golden State, I feel like Steve Kerr and that the, the pieces around Wiggins are really pulling the best out of him. And that's what you get with Steve Kerr. I mean, he, don't forget, these guys have won championships, uh, you know, won a championship and had the best record in the NBA pre-Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, wants to leave for Kyrie and leave Stephen Clay and look at what's happening in Brooklyn. Kyrie, you can't be trusted. He can't be trusted. He, he's been out for an extended period of time. He's not getting vaccinated at least, uh, you know, this far. So it, it, it kind of sucks. Kevin Durant, I feel like it kind of stabbed in the back a little bit by Kyrie. Now you got James Harden out there, but I just felt like if he would have stayed in Golden State, we would have saw an unbelievable run. You, you, we probably wouldn't have saw Giannis get his first championship and Finals MVP last year if Durant was still on the Warriors. I mean, him, Steph, and Draymond would would have figured it out in the playoffs. I feel like in the West Side, and the Suns probably wouldn't have been able to match up with them. 
So I, I think this is the Golden State Warriors year. I have them winning the title without a doubt, without a doubt. As long as they can stay healthy, of course, that, that always plays the biggest factor. But I, I think once Clay comes back, because we all remember, don't forget, Clay is a phenomenal defender. He is probably the best 3 and D guy in the league. So they're already rated as the number one defense in the league. And then you get this defender back. Uh, it, it, it's, it, I mean, it's smooth sailing, I feel like, for the Warriors. And Steve Kerr gets a lot of credit. Yeah, they won two championships with Kevin Durant. But as I mentioned, they were winning without Durant. It was just the icing on the cake and just to be an un unstoppable force with him on the team. But Steve Kerr has them winning again, playing phenomenally. You know, these role guys like Gary Payton, second, playing, you know, I, I, he's got so much bounce in his step. He, he's fun to watch when he's on the floor. But um, I, I just, again, this, this Warriors team can't say enough about them. But that's my little NBA talk for you. Let's, let's get into, I got four matchups. I just wanted to recap from week 10 real quick. The Cleveland Browns at New England. Life without Odell Beckham, second week. Uh, I just, you know, they, they came out and won with the week prior. I, I, I just, the Patriots are a for real playoff contender. And I, I knew they were going to run into a buzzsaw here. New England has been so dominant on defense the last few weeks. And basically pretty much all year, Bill Belichick's got this team humming on defense. But Mac Jones... You're starting to see this playbook open up. He, he's he's taking the shots downfield. Uh, he, he's taking chances. He's feeling more confident. Uh, this Patriots team, I, I, I had Mac as my offensive rookie of the year. I know Chase Young will have a lot to say about that because Chase Young, he's playing out of his mind right now. But Mac Jones, if the Patriots can make the playoffs, and they're only a half game back. For the division lead behind Buffalo, and they still have to play Buffalo twice. Their schedule is very favorable. I can see them losing one game the rest of the way, seriously. And I I had the Patriots going eleven and six this year, so I'm I'm feeling a little feeling a little good about that one. Uh, but yeah, you got Atlanta tomorrow night, which I'll break down uh, when I do the Week Eleven preview. But Mac Jones playing lights out you got the running game that's really working for the Patriots you got a rookie who came in scored two touchdowns ran over 100 yards when Damian Harris was out uh, Kendrick Bourne I loved him as a Niner he, he was a great third option honestly on that team with Ayuk and Debo but um, he made a great grab in double coverage but as I mentioned this defense Bill Belichick this is why he is the best defensive coach in the league he just has them playing teams it's very hard to score and the Patriots are on a four-game winning streak right now. It could have been six if they beat the Cowboys. Cowboys beat them in overtime. So, again, a top team in the NFC, you take to overtime and you lose on, you know, overtime pass, fine. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another playoff team, reigning Super Bowl champs, come into town, only beat you by two. Brady's worst game of the season. And so there's a lot to like from the Patriots. They've been playing really well really since that Buccaneers game because they lost to the Saints the week before 28-13. to So 
I feel like this Patriots team is going to be dangerous in the playoffs because they could stop any quarterback on the field. They beat Justin Herbert. As I mentioned, they just lost to Dak. You beat Baker Mayfield. You know, Carolina uh, hasn't really been playing well, but uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing this team. And the Super Bowl rematch, I believe this is the first time they're playing the Falcons since that Super Bowl, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So this is going to be a fun game. Atlanta got blown out the week prior to Dallas, so I'm always weird. Listen, New England blew out the Browns, and the Falcons got blown out by the Cowboys. So it, it might be a close game, but I still I, I feel like the Patriots are just playing too well to lose to a bad team. The other game, Seattle and Green Bay, both quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson coming back. Rodgers off the COVID list, Russell Wilson with that broken finger, and boy, was that an ugly game. Kind of expected, right? These quarterbacks have missed significant, well, Russell Wilson missed significant time, but again, Rodgers didn't practice all week. I think he came, he was cleared Saturday late, so I don't even think he practiced Saturday. You come in, you can't work on the game plan, you're going to be a little rusty, and then Russ, it did feel... Like he was forcing the ball, trying to force it downfield. There were a couple plays where he just chucked it up into the end zone, trying to find Lockett, and it, one was picked off. So I think he just kind of wanted to show that his finger is all right, making some dumb decisions. But, I mean, that was a 3 nothing ball game into the third quarter with these two elite quarterbacks, top five in the league, and they just couldn't get points until the end. And, and Rodgers didn't even throw a touchdown. I, I think uh, – who was it, AJ, or yeah, Dylan ran it in twice. So I think they'll be fine. Seahawks, though, that was a must-win game. You're sitting at 3-6, and six, you win 7 or 8 straight, you're 11-6. and six. That might give you a playoff spot, but this NFC is pretty tough to beat, and they're in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. So I, I, I think Seahawks, they're at risk missing their first playoffs since Russell Wilson became quarterback. That's very interesting. Very interesting. So, very excited that they might miss the playoffs. But Green Bay, on the other hand, I, they're, you'll see where I have them in my power rankings, top of the class, later on, where I have them. But I think with Aaron Rodgers, possibly last year in Green Bay, who knows? Who knows? But... I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. I don't think he's at MVP level. I think actually before this game, he was 17 touchdowns and two interceptions on the win streak, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, he, he's playing he's playing lights out. They beat the Seahawks 17-0. And really the story is the Green Bay's defense. Green Bay Packers defense hasn't really been this good since, guess what, the last time they won the Super Bowl. I believe they're giving up 15 or, let's see, I'll just go the last five games, 14 points, 10 points, 21 points, 7, 0, given up. And, yeah, I, or sorry, 13, not 7. 13 against the Chiefs, that was a loss, but you still held the Chiefs to 13 points. You held Seattle to 0. You know, the Cardinals, with all their weapons, 21, you beat them. Uh, and, and there's some bad teams in there, but still, I, I think, that Green Bay is a very scary team in the NFC. And, I mean, they always are every year, it feels like. As long as Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, they win games and they get it done. 
So I'm excited. The Seahawks, on the other hand, their defense gave up a lot for Jamal Adams. And look at what you're, where you're at. It's just they're not a good football team. They're just not a good football team right now. Uh, the, the third game I wanted to get into is Kansas City at Las Vegas. A lot of people are clamoring and stating that Kansas City Chiefs, they're back. They are back. And with that performance, it definitely felt like they are. But we'll see. I want to see this two weeks in a row of a dominant performance. If they can go out there against the Cowboys at home and light them up with how well that defense has been playing, I I mean, I, I will give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. They were doing not so well. But if you take out the Tennessee loss... When they lost 27-3, to their defense is playing really well. 44 points given up in the last four games. So they're giving up, like I said, take out that Tennessee Titans loss. The four games, they've given up 44. That's 11 points a game that defense has been given up. So I think, and yes, the Green Bay Packers didn't have Aaron Rodgers. But that's still some signs that this defense is getting better getting on track and and when the defense goes I feel like this team is unstoppable but we got to see it against this high-powered Dallas Cowboys offense that that's the true test to me if they can go out there get a dub and put some points up on the Dallas Cowboys defense and hold that offense under 14 points 14 points or less then all right even with the loss you know I don't think they're going to lose but I would I would put money on Kansas City Chiefs being back if they can go out there and hold the Dallas Cowboys offense down. That, that That's the true test to me. All right? So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I did love what I saw from Pat Mahomes. It, it seemed like he was a little more com- comfortable and confident. I believe he completed 70% of his throws, five touchdowns, no picks, 50 attempts. So that's the Patrick Mahomes we're used to seeing. That's just it. And Andy Reid did come out and – he had this to say. And Pat's lot lasted longer than any quarterback in the history of the game without a slump, right? And so it's going to happen. There's going to be a little something that, that it doesn't go your way. And it's important that you power through it, stay confident, and, you know, keep, keep firing. Yeah, every quarterback is allowed to go into a slump, all right? And he was right. He's right. Mahomes probably had the longest stretch of no slumps. And... That's unbelievable to me. I mean, this is now his what fourth year in the league, starting, and he's done that well, all this way, and hasn't really had a slump to where we're worried about the team. So, if he's got his confidence and groove back, and you know, uh, Travis Kelsey saying, "Oh, I got my swagger back." Oh, that was- Patrick Mahomes, if he's got his swagger back, boy, his team is the favorite. I'm telling you, I don't care how well Tennessee's playing. They play the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. And, and don't forget, Chiefs' running rush defense is bottom of the league. And no Derrick Henry, possibly, by that point, if they play each other in the playoffs, then I, I don't care what Tennessee does. Their, their, their defense is starting to play well. But um, I just feel like Kansas City, if they're firing on all cylinders, again, they're the best team in the league. And they have an offensive line this year, so Super Bowl might be different. 
But I still hope I, we get a, a rematch of the Bucks and the Chiefs. But um, that's just me. And then obviously the final game, Monday Night Football. I, what is there to be said? The Niners. Kyle Shanahan. I can't believe how well he coached that game. I was getting frustrated weeks prior. It, it felt like he, he didn't stick to what he knows and what works. You know, things work, and then and then he stops doing them. And then the, the play calling in certain situations was very frustrating. You know, not going for a two. I, I know they lost the game by 14 points against Arizona, but there's a moment you got to go for two just to make it two scores instead of three. Um, they ended up, I, I believe, going for one, and then they get the field goal later on. But, you know, if you go for two, that, that instead of going the field goal, you can go for it on fourth down. Maybe it's a one-score game at that point. Uh, and, and the penalties and turnovers also kind of killed the Niners' drives. Uh, again, the Arizona game, George Kittle, they're driving down to score. Um, he fumbles, and then Ayuk fumbles in the red zone. I, I believe I mentioned it last week, but I love what I saw. I love what I saw. Uh Shannon, I mean, the last five games, 5-0 and against the Rams. He owns McVay. I don't know what it is about the Rams as, as good as they are and how many people are claiming that they're the best team in the NFC and maybe even the NFL with all those weapons. They get OBJ. They get Von Miller. And, man, I don't know if, I don't know if you saw that play where Kittle just demolished Von Miller and drove him into the ground. That was a beautiful play, even though it went for negative yards. Um, I just, you got to love this team. There's a lot of fight. They got ballers. You see when that offense is fully healthy, what it can do. You got finally Kittle back. I hope he stays healthy the rest of the way. Debo Samuel needs some more respect. He doesn't get the national attention. I never see these shows lead off with him or have him in the conversation as best receivers in the NFL. He, he is up there. He is up there and making a name for himself, proving it. He just, he doesn't go down. He does not go down. He is a beast of a man. And it was on full display Monday night for the world to watch. And I hope he starts getting his respect. But this Niners team, I, I told you, with these weapons, this offense is deadly. And I'm loving it. Ayuk still needs to kind of get things going. He had some great catches, big plays um, as far as getting some first downs. And Kittle, I think the first three first downs, that were picked up by the Niners were all George Kittle uh, pass and, and, and catching. So um, the Niners have, have the recipe. And then I, I know Elijah Mitchell, I believe he broke his thumb or finger, he, but he's still possible to play. I think they put a pin in there. Um, so they're still figuring that out. His status is questionable for Sunday. Um, but I, I just, I, I love what I saw. And, and they got Jacksonville coming up. The playoff hopes for the Niners aren't dead yet. They're not dead yet. There is still a chance, plenty of time left. There's an extra week of football, and the schedule seems favorable. It does. If you can start getting hot at the right time, things can happen. You got at Jacksonville this Sunday, at home versus Minnesota the week after. You got at Seattle, at Cincinnati, home Falcons, at Tennessee, which will be the biggest test home against the Texans, and then at L.A. for the final week. So there are some big wins possible for the Niners. And with only two games back behind the Rams after that, after beating them, 
I, I mean, could the Niners go on a six-game winning streak? I would love to see that. If they can do that, they're making the playoffs. And it's nice to see that Seattle's on the outside looking in, but I, I, I do. I, I feel like these Niners are with a fighting chance in the NFC, especially the NFC, because the NFC, there's tight race at the bottom. All right, obviously there's the, what, what we got, uh, well, we had four teams at seven and two, um, but the Rams lost, of course, so we got eight and two, eight and two, eight, seven and two, seven and three. Um, but like I said, the, for that last playoff spot, you have the Minnesota Vikings and Carolina Panthers grasping at it. Uh, Minnesota's a half game back of Carolina. Carolina, I don't think, has, has had their bye yet. Uh, so this is going to be a fun race to watch, and the Niners' defense is stepping up as well. So uh, I think they can put it together here. I think they can put it together, and it, again, that, that game against Minnesota is going to be a big deciding factor. If, if they can beat Minnesota after Jacksonville, then playoff hopes, bang, right there, right there. So that's my week 10 recap but before we get to top of the class you know what we got to do as i mentioned earlier mac jones heating up doing things in his first year that probably brady hasn't hadn't done but listen it's a different league 20 years later right 22 later 22 years later is a more of a passing league so he, he's definitely getting the ball downfield. But again, this defense, Bill Belichick, has this thing as a top five defense in the league right now. In my opinion, they're top three. But uh, listen, this is this is what happens when you got the best defensive coach out there. It, it helps your quarterback out, relieves the pressure. But he doesn't make mistakes like some other rookies do. So I'm loving what I'm seeing from Mac Jones. And as I mentioned, their schedule gets easy. And I think they're going to be a playoff team and maybe even a division winner in Mac Jones' rookie year. But I, I said I, I had them winning 11 games and Mac Jones being, being the rookie of the year just because he would have more success. But, you know, Jamar Chase, again, on another level. Zach Wilson still out. Um, Joe Flacco is now going to get the start. Mike White had a terrible game, four picks, and they just got trounced by the Buffalo Bills. So, um, yeah, Zach Wilson's still out. And recovering so not much to really say on him uh except for you know that Jets team is just a bad team right now Trevor Lawrence struggling with the bad roster and with a bad coach like Urban Meyer uh it's just it's not working out and Urban I, I hope they get rid of him by the end of the year but Jacksonville I thought in the offseason did enough to kind of be competitive in, in most of these games um they only lost six by six to the Colts but Still, you know, you, you beat the Bills 9-6. to six. I, I just, I need to see more. I need to see more from this team. And Trevor Lawrence is having a rough season as a rookie. But, of course, when you don't really have the talent around you that some other quarterbacks have the luxury of having, you're not going to look as good. I mean, Marvin Jones Jr. I thought was going to have a better year. Um, and, and, you know, Chenault had a great preseason. It's not really translating. And DJ Chark. You know, he's been hurt. He's only played four games, and that's your number one guy. I feel like he was in there, maybe make it look a little better. But, yeah, eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. He's been sacked 16 times, so that's almost two times a game. That can't happen. So I think he needs to start running the ball a little more. 
I, I feel like he's averaging 4.6 yards a carry. All right, so I, I think Trevor Lawrence, get use those feet a little more because you're under duress and, you know, this team just isn't that talented. So you might have to just take over and do it yourself. Trey Lance, hey, still in a backup role. Didn't touch the field against the Rams as he shouldn't. Uh, I like these gadget plays in certain spots, but, you know, that game was handled by the Niners. But I love it. Just keep learning behind Jimmy. When Jimmy is eventually gone, you are the guy. Hopefully you take that next step, but you got to pay attention, get better. Just work at it. Work at it, please. And then Justin Fields, you know, improving weekly. We saw that against Pittsburgh on Monday night last week. But the big test, coming off a bye against the Baltimore Ravens at home. You're at home, Bears. All right, so Justin Fields, I hope, takes another leap. And if they can compete with the Baltimore Ravens, who are a division leader and top of the AFC, uh, you know, top, what, two, three team in the AFC. So uh, Justin Fields, it's another big test against a good defense. I know that there's some secondary injury, but Justin Fields, I need to see another step. And hopefully this team can block for him, but um, I'm loving the throws that I'm seeing from him. He is, I it's, it's just fun to watch, fun to watch Justin Fields. But that'll do it for the rookie watch. And now on, actually, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get back into the top of the class. If you're in the victory formation, then you must be listening to the Mikey Clutch on the ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Here's your host, Mikey Clutch. All right. Let's see where I have the top 10 teams ranked in the NFL. So let's start. Top of the class. All right. Number 10. I have the New England Patriots. Loving what I'm seeing. They are playing good teams. They're dominating most teams that they're playing. Close games against good teams. So I got the New England Patriots. Mac Jones, as I mentioned, is playing better and better each week. And now that the playbook is opening, they're able to do more with that offense. Kansas City Chiefs at 9. They they looked really good Monday night. They beat Green Bay. And, you know, they're, they're kind of on a winning streak here. Uh, Three-game winning streak. So I, I think they keep the momentum. But again, let us see what happens against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, if, again, I, I want to see a second blowout in a row if they can do it. If they can do it, I, I hope the Chiefs are back just for the NFL and Patrick Mahomes. You know, everybody dubbed him the GOAT, but hey, even GOATs go through rough patches. So let's see if they can turn around and get things going. Uh, Three-game winning streak, like I said, and the defense is playing well. Um, I, I want to see it against the Dallas Cowboys. Number eight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're sliding. I mean, two bad losses in a row. You can't go out there and lose to the Saints to tr with Trevor Simeon. And you can't go out there and lose to the Washington football team, who were 2-6 and six and, and not playing well. Chase Young went out early. So I, I just, the Buccaneers, I, I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing from them. But I think they'll figure it out. Gronk and Antonio Brown should be back here shortly. So I, I think... The Bucks will turn it around. You know, it's okay to drop a couple games, but two in a row, not good. We saw it in the press conference. Brady walks out, and 
Arians said this is a dumb football team and they're just the, the penalties are killing them. I mean, that penalties kill drives and and even when you start off with a penalty on a drive, it, it kills the start of a drive. So uh, I think they'll get it cleaned up. They're a veteran team. Uh, they'll figure it out. Number seven, the Buffalo Bills. You know, after losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars nine to six, they go out there and whoop on the New York Jets as they should have. So I'm not really moving them higher just because they blow out the Jets 45 to 17. Uh, they're there at seven. Uh, they've been kind of inconsistent this year. They're they're beating bad teams, except for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they're beating other bad teams by a lot. Um, so it's kind of like a phony thing. And they they beat the Kansas City Chiefs while they were in that lull. So let's see if if they can start putting some good wins again. And, and again, I told you they played the Patriots twice. So this division is very much up for grabs. Very much up for grabs. Number six, the LA Rams. They obviously dropped, losing to the Niners Monday night. Two losses in a row. Two losses in a row. Um, that offense, it, it's, it doesn't seem like it, it's this elite offense that everybody's expecting. Yes, they brought in OBJ, but you even see OBJ comes, you try to force the ball to him early on, and Stafford throws a pick. This is kind of what Mayfield's been dealing with, but listen, OBJ wasn't there the week before, so this is kind of on Matt Stafford. I mean, is this truly, you know, the, the things that we saw in Detroit, is this really who Matt Stafford really is? Or, like, not that, he, you know, it's not this narrative he was just stuck on a bad team and performing, uh, not performing well. Maybe this is just who he is. He, he may not be this great quarterback that was just stuck in a bad franchise and a bad situation. So um, that's another thing. They're, they're number six. Number five, the Baltimore Ravens. They have been playing really well all season. A couple come from behind wins, which the Lamar Jackson naysayers, which I don't understand why there's so many of them, said that he couldn't come back and, and win. He, he's got three or three comeback from behind wins this year by, I believe, 10 points or more. Uh, so, yeah, I, he's the real deal. Uh, he's got the Baltimore Ravens. When he goes, they go. Defense is getting a little better, uh, even with the health concerns. But bad loss to the Miami Dolphins. I get it. But listen, it was a short week. Thursday night football is always a little wonky. You know, Atlanta could, pot, you know, as bad as they are, can go out there and beat the Patriots um, in Atlanta. So it's just Thursday night football is tough to judge on a short week. Uh, what teams get prepared but the Baltimore Ravens you expect to be a little more prepared than the Miami Dolphins but Dolphins I mean come on now they're one of the worst teams in the league um, number four Arizona Cardinals yes without Kyler Murray they lost the game yes without DeAndre Hopkins they lost the game but they still lost and they lost to Green Bay too with the healthy guys so um, I, I think they're they're right there they're definitely a top four team in the league um, but I want to see them go out there and, and 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 maybe they bounce back this week but I, I need to see a little more I, I know JJ Watt says maybe we're that good but you're at Seattle this week a division game go out there and put a stamp on it and beat them number three the Dallas Cowboys I mean what is there to say about them they are it pains me to say but they are playing phenomenal I love both sides of the ball they're fun to watch they just they just are Trayvon Diggs another interception uh, I believe that's, what is that, eight or nine? No, he's got an interception a game. I believe that's nine and nine games or whatever may have you. But um, I'm loving what I'm seeing from the Cowboys. They, they to me, are right there behind who I have best in the NFC, but we'll get to that. Number two, Tennessee Titans, even without 
Derrick Henry. They're winning games. So this is on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. Um, they've impressed me. I thought they were going to go out there and lose to the Saints. Now, I, there was a really bad rough in the passer call that ended up giving a touchdown because there was an interception on that play. Gives the ball back to Tennessee. They end up scoring because there was another pass interference call on that drive as well. They beat the Rams. Um, you beat the Chiefs. You beat the Bills. They got some great wins this year. Great wins other than that week one blowout to Arizona and the loss to the Jets when they didn't have any receivers. That defense was terrible that game. But I think Tennessee might be for real. And I had them not looking this good uh, this year. But Derrick Henry, it, it, it does suck. He was MB in the MVP race as a running back. And he goes out. He might be back at the end of the year. We don't know yet. Not, no word. But Tennessee, number two, number one in the AFC. And number one, the Green Bay Packers. I just think Aaron Rodgers, that offense, you're going to score. You're going to put up points. But the defense has been the story. I think this defense has finally stepped up. Aaron Rodgers, I mentioned, I feel like this defense is as good as that Super Bowl run. Maybe even slightly better. Uh, they got the secondary help. And this is without Jair, Jair Alexander, their best corner, has been missing significant time. So I got the Green Bay Packers number one. Can they do it in the playoffs, though? I mean, we see them year in and year out. Go to the playoffs, make it to the AFC, two years in a row, AFC Championship game, and get clobbered um, by the Bucks and the 49ers. So uh, I got Green Bay, yes, number one regular season team right now. But Aaron Rodgers... You posted it, you and Devontae Adams, you know, the Jordan and Pippen, the last dance. So let's see if they can actually complete it and get to the Super Bowl and, and, a, and a Super Bowl victory. But that'll do it for the top in the class. Now, I know I'm coming at you hard today. There is so much to unpack and boy, we're unpacking it. But let's get into this week 11 preview. I'll go rapidly through these games, just give you my thoughts, maybe give you a winner, and then we'll get into the debt-free pick three after the preview of Week 11. We'll start with Thursday Night Football, New England Patriots at Atlanta. I think they're going to keep this momentum going, keep this win streak alive. Atlanta got torched by the Dallas Cowboys, and New England did the torching to the Cleveland Browns. But I, I just feel like this defense is playing way too well. And the offenses, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, as well as the defense playing, this offense has been scoring points. So I believe the Patriots are actually undefeated when scoring 24 or more points. So if you could hold Atlanta to 20 or less, I think the Patriots come out here and win because Atlanta's defense we know isn't good at all. So I got New England in that one coming out victorious. Indianapolis at Buffalo, Indy, borderline playoff team, a lot of implications. They scratch out a victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags have been a little feisty these last couple weeks, and they're traveling to Buffalo, who just blew out the Jets. I think this is going to be a close one. Can Indy's defense step up a little bit more than what we've seen this year with how much talent they have on that roster? I still have Buffalo at home winning. But I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, this this gave us one of the best playoff games last year in the playoffs when these two teams faced off with Phillip Rivers as quarterback, though. But we'll see if this is close again. Uh, game three, Baltimore Ravens at Chicago Bears. Again, I, I, I only put this game in here to watch because Justin Fields. I mean, this kid is so fun to watch. He's special. A special talent makes throws that other quarterbacks can't at as a rookie 
as a rookie, he's putting it into some tight windows and his arm, like the way he's rolling to his left, I'm telling you, that's his favorite throw and just throws it. Um, you know, I just, I, I love it. I love it, what I'm seeing from him. And then Lamar Jackson, can he come out and put that loss to Miami away? I do have Baltimore coming out on top in Chicago uh, against the Bears. Green Bay Packers at Minnesota. Last few seasons, it seems like this is one that Green Bay, they, 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 it's one and one. They, they take one and, and lose one against Minnesota. It's in Minnesota. Minnesota coming off of that victory. And isn't it interesting? Minnesota is the only team in the NFL this year to have a seven-point lead in every game at some point. That's nuts to me. So you know this is going to be a close match. It's going to be feisty. It's a division opponent. And Minnesota needs to win this to stay on track for the playoffs in Green Bay. If they want to hold that number one spot in the NFC, they got to go out there and win. But Rodgers, I think a full week in practice, it's going to look a lot different than what it did against Seattle. So I, I, I got I got Green Bay edging out Minnesota in, in this one. Cincinnati at Las Vegas. Cincinnati coming off of a bye. Vegas coming off of that blowout loss. But, hey, they're still in the mix for that division and a playoff spot in the AFC, and so is Cincinnati. So I, I think it's going to be – uh, a somewhat close game, but I got Cincinnati edging out Las Vegas in this one as well. Um, Dallas Cowboys at Kansas City Chiefs. This might be the game of the week. I think it is the game of the week. Dallas and Kansas City both coming off blowout wins. So let's see. Something's got to give here. Maybe it's a back and forth game and, and somebody wins by, you know, running out the clock and getting the final score. Um, so I, I think Kansas City is going to win this at home, though. If they're for real and they're back, they're, they're going to do some damage to Dallas Cowboys. And Cowboys, this is a big game for you, big test. If you go out there and win, if it's a back-and-forth high-scoring game, then we know Cowboys are legitimate and for real. Uh, Arizona at Seattle, another division game. Uh, Arizona, will they have Kyler back? Will they have D-Hop back? Not sure yet. In Seattle, Russell Wilson, full week of practice, getting back on track with those weapons at home. Uh, let's just see if that defense can hold it, hold it steady. But uh, I, I, I'm, you know what? I'm going to take Seattle at this at home, and, and Arizona is going to have back-to-back losses. And then finally, Pittsburgh at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers seem to be playing away when they're actually at home. A lot of fans show up for the visiting squads, and Pittsburgh's one of the best best travel teams in the NFL. They're coming off the loss against the Vikings and Pittsburgh. It's coming off that weird tie where nobody wanted to win the game there versus Detroit. I'm taking Justin Herbert to bounce back from that game last week, and they're going to get a win here against Pittsburgh. Um, I, I got Chargers all the way here at home. That'll do it for the Week 11 preview. But you know what time it is. It's time to win some money, right? We don't do anything illegal. Debt free, pick three. Look what I found in my pocket. Look, a year's salary right here. What I call them? A fun coupon. This is the debt free pick three. On the final play with Mikey Clutch. All right, all right, all right. Let's get it going. First game. San Francisco, minus 6.5 at Jacksonville. I think the Niners are going to keep this thing rolling, and I got them covering at minus 6.5 on the road. East Coast trip, but you know what? Shanahan these, he loves these East Coast trips, so I think they're going to go out there in Jacksonville and 
two dominant victories in a row. Next game, New Orleans Saints getting points on the road, plus one and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are coming off that great win against Denver. But the Saints, I mean, I feel like, and I'm sure the Saints as a team feel like they kind of got robbed against the Tennessee Titans, who are top of the AFC. So they're going to, I, I just, I love their roster. I don't care if Trevor Simeon's the quarterback, Jameis Winston, or Taysom Hill. Their their roster on defense is phenomenal. They got some weapons on offense. I think they're going to control this game against the Eagles, and they're going to get it done. So I would, I would, I might even pick them out, right? But plus one and a half, definitely to cover. And then finally, the Ron Rivera Bowl. Well, well, well. How the turntables. Ron Rivera playing, coaching, uh, sorry, coaching against his former team, the Carolina Panthers. And guess who is back at quarterback for the Panthers? Super Cam Newton rushing and throwing touchdown last week against the Cardinals in that just phenomenal phenomenal performance so i have carolina minus three and a half against the washington football team who got their biggest win of the season against the tampa bay buccaneers reigning super bowl champs but the carolina panthers at home i feel like this is their game cam newton has a lot to prove he said there are not 32 quarterbacks better than him and i agree and this is just another way to put a stamp on that statement against Ron Rivera, your former coach who knows how to play you. Yes, that defense is phenomenal, but no Chase Young now. And I, I think Carolina, they're they're closer to playoff position too. McCaffrey's back. You got Cam Newton and McCaffrey in the backfield. That's tough to tough to play with those option plays. And you got to pick one, and both are deadly with their legs. So I got Carolina minus three and a half um, against the Washington football team. So you got San Francisco minus six and a half, New Orleans plus one and a half, Carolina Panthers minus three and a half. Those are my debt three pick, debt free pick three picks for this week. And you know what we got to finish with the clutch player of the week. Although it feels like no team, no player, because um, usually I give it to a guy or a player who scores at the end of a game in the final moments to get the team, uh, their team a one-score victory. But if you go back and look at the scores, there really weren't any close games. I was thinking I was going to give it to a Pittsburgh Steeler or a Detroit Lion, but of course none of those teams wanted to win that game, just giving each other the ball. So I'm, and I'm just going to give it to Debo Samuel. Yep, I'm going to be a homer. I'm giving it to big old Debo Every time he touched the ball, he was doing something with it. A 40-yard touchdown reception. He had some great runs in there. Two touchdown performance, dominant, over 100 yards, total yards in that game. And the Niners go out victorious against a top team in the NFC. So I got Debo Samuel getting my clutch player of the week. And now that'll do it for our show today. Thank you for listening. Be back next week for you. We'll break down these games Sunday and Thursday and Monday and get you ready for week 12. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports, it's a way of life.